What's she doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello, Bonfire. Hello, Mankato. It's the Locked On Vikings podcast broadcasting live. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Usually my co-host is former Vikings quarterback Sage Rosenfels. Sage getting ready for a trip to Iceland, though. So here's his replacement, Mr. Luke Inman. These are big shoes to fill, Sam. Yeah. Set the bar low. 12 years of National Football League quarterbacking. Happy to be here. Anybody at practice this afternoon? Got some Vikings jerseys over here? Tomorrow? Okay. It was a hot one today. Hopefully tomorrow's cooler for you. It was a lively practice, though, Luke. I've uh, been sweating a little bit. I'm kind of fatigued from the heat, but it was extremely, extremely fun to watch the veterans out there for the first time. Yeah, we've been down here for three days now. We got to see all the rookies. We got to see a few quarterbacks, a lot of practice squad guys. It was great to see the veterans, though, finally show up. You got the 90-man roster, and what's now going to be a really, uh, let, you know, jam-packed roster, which the coaches are going to have to make a lot of tough decisions after this training camp concluded, because as you seen and pointed out today there's a lot of young talent on this roster and that's what's great to see the veterans and now the rookies kind of mix it all in together finally today well it's great to see all the vikings fans around town the last training camp in mankato if you're wondering who we are i mean i i think people might mistake me for uh backup vikings punting prospect taylor simank he's got the frame if i told them that i was a vikings punter they might believe me i could i could believe that but uh we are actually vikings writers for zone coverage Zonecoverage.com, covering the Vikings year-round. Luke Inman and Sam Ekstrom again uh, with you for the next hour, talking Vikings, and we have prizes to give away. We have Vikings swag, T-shirts, appetizer coupons. Very stylish. We got koozies, lanyards, and bottle openers. A lot of goodies, a lot of it with the Minnesota Vikings insignia on it. appetizers up here. Oh, yeah. No, what's the deal, Sam? What do you got, like the little game prepared here today? We've got highly challenging trivia. Like, we're, we're talking, uh, if this was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, these would be like $64,000 questions. Okay, so things are going to get intense here later on. Do you want it? Do you want it? Try one? You want to kick kick the show off yeah. with maybe a trivia question? Let's give some stuff away. Okay. Right now, Let's right out it. of the bat. Again, these are highly challenging questions. Okay. Highly challenging question number Start one. What do you got? How yeah. many years have the Vikings been at training camp in Mankato? 67. How many years? Now, I should have What's said this. You need to come up here, get in line, oh, speak mic? into our guest microphone, and uh, make your guess. I think it's on. All right, who do we have here? Brandy. Brandy? Mm-hmm. And what is your official guess? 67. Incorrect. 66, isn't it? Incorrect. Sorry, Brandy. What's, it, you What's your name? Shot? Now you know it's not 67. <laughs> Adam, uh, 23. Incorrect. I'll give, it, I'll give a hint to everyone out here. It's between the two numbers. 32. It is between 2032 we'll, and we'll 67. Not it, it is not 32. <laughs> Let's see if we have any other guesses out here. Approach, approach the. Uh, so what do we got? The so trivia far? microphone. Well, let's just let's just rehash. So the question is, how many years have the Vikings held training camp? You're in Mankato. We've got 67. Was a no go. What did our guy just say? Now I think when she said 67, I think she might be she saying might how many years the Vikings have been around. That could or is be. that or is that 57? Might be 57. Again. How many years have the Vikings held training camp in Mankato? T-shirts, koozies, lanyards. Come on up. Come on up to the microphone. Make it official. 52. We're here in the 52. We might have a winner. We've had tickets all 52 years. Have you? Yes. That is fantastic. We went from the 50-yard line to the 12-yard line. Downgrade. Downgrade. 30 yards. That's a bummer. Well, I hope this brightens your mood. You're a winner. Tickets since day one. 
That's, that is fantastic. That's the old have, vet. And you've been, have you been coming to Mankato quite a bit as well? I live in Madison. That's outstanding. 12 miles from here. That's outstanding. Heck of a run. 52 years. Yep. What are you doing? Let them pick whatever they want? Pick two okay. things. Pick two things. Woo. We got about... We got, we got a large. And we got a medium. Oh, that ain't gonna work. Luke, you got the merchandise squared away. We'll save the next trivia question sure. for a few minutes. We'll, we'll let people calm down from the first one. Oh, good. We'll take one. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. How about a, how about a piece? Give me the medium. I'll give that to Kathy. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's that easy, guys. The trivia winner. Can I win, Marlon? You talk some bikes. You answer some questions. We'll see. You get freebies, free food. I think now that people have I seen a play. winner, now that people have seen a winner, they're going to start flocking over to the that table. That was fun. That was fun. So happy Teddy Bridgewater Day. Teddy Bridgewater, he's back. It you was guys know about Teddy Bridgewater? Anybody here? Teddy Bridgewater fan? I see a number five. Yes, right here. Number five, you? Team Teddy. Team Teddy was back in full force today. First time he talked to the media was today. In 333 days. Pretty crazy of that you know Radio that. silence. I was on the calendar morning? last night. Well, actually, I had a paper chain going for every day okay. since day one. I pictured you downstairs in your jail cell. Car I'm carving. carving uh, well, you know, yeah. it would surprise me because people have been excited and wondering, kind of clamoring, when is Teddy going to come back? And he talked to the media today. Guys, I want to let you know he was in good spirits, and it was really encouraging seeing him talk to the media. And he had a lot of good stuff to say as well. He challenged me. He did. He challenged me personally, Sam Ekstrom, to a foot race. Well, tell him I, what you asked. I asked we, we were at the press conference. I, and tell, I, tell him what you asked. I ask a logical question. I say, Teddy, how are you running? Because, you know, when you're rehabbing from a dislocated knee, that's a concern. When are you going to get back to full speed? Yep. All we've seen him do is some light jogging, working with resistance bands, right. some throws in the pocket. Haven't really seen him sprint yet, so I say, you know, Teddy, how are you running now? And he says, pretty good. I could probably beat you in a foot race. He called you out. He called me out. And congratulations, Teddy. That means you can run the 40 in uh, maybe five, six yeah, or maybe. better. Well, you're a punter, Sam. I mean, yeah, you don't I'm not athletic. You don't expect you to run the 4-4. No, all, all things uh, considering, though, and, and uh, it was really encouraging to see Teddy Bridgewater out yes. today. Uh, he will not be practicing with the team, and I don't think anybody really expects him to anyways, but seeing him rehab from this knee surgery, a gruesome, really, a, 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 you know, I'd say the word unique, but it, it's it's not your normal ACL tear, uh, and it's something that's going to take a few extra months, but all in all, uh, I think the, the road to recovery for Teddy Bridgewater, things are looking good, uh, but don't worry, guys, we have another quarterback, and he's pretty good, too. His name. your first name, by the way. He does. He Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. And Sam Bradford yeah. was there today. He was. Uh, real quick, back on Teddy, you know, I'm grateful there's not a video of that injury, because today I kind of got caught in the weeds. I was looking at some Willis McGahee stuff because sure. Teddy Teddy mentioned that he's spoken with Willis McGahee and Frank about Gore. Willis McGahee in the national championship. Right, game and I got Miami, I got caught in the weeds back. watching that video. That's a gruesome injury. And, yeah. and that's just and that's what happened to Teddy Bridgewater yeah. virtually a complete uh, knee shattering. And that's right. Well, you remember as well Dante Culpepper, and I'm sure there's Ooh. plenty of Dante Culpepper jerseys and plenty of closets around here. Uh, I know I I got one, but Dante Culpepper is similar in knee injury as well that. Ultimately, yeah, he came back, Sam, but he was never the same again after that uh, ACL, MCL, PCL tear. So, uh, you know, that's the life of a football player, unfortunately. But if you want to bring it back to Sam, that's sure. a guy who's had knee injuries, yeah. multiple knee injuries, yep. and serious ones, too. And he has come back mm -hmm. to get to where he is now mm -hmm. at a point in his career where he's coming off his best season. Yep. He's in a situation where he's probably going to get paid big money, whether it's in the next couple months here with an extension or maybe in the, the upcoming offseason, but he's sitting on a massive contract, and it's going to come down to, for the Vikings, can Bradford back up what he did last year? You know, I watched all the tape last year during the offseason. And you did, and every every play, literally every play, all of it. That guy got hit quite a bit. I don't know if you know, our offensive line was in shambles last year. Really? It was one of those situations where they kind of held your breath every time Sam Bradford dropped back because it seemed like on almost every pass attempt, he got hit and was thrown to the ground. Luckily, he stayed healthy and he was able to string together a full season now with two new offensive tackles and obviously they drafted
drafted that elf line, which we'll get into in a little bit. Things are looking a lot better on the offensive line, and I think Sam Bradford should be encouraged. And I know when we talked to him briefly the other day, he mentioned having a full offseason and be able to work under Pat Shurmur, the offensive coordinator. We should see a whole new confidence Sam Bradford this year, which really gets you excited, Sam, because he looked pretty good last year. Yeah, there, there's a couple ways to look at it. You can say, well, maybe last year's just an anomaly. Maybe it's an outlier because he hasn't been that good in years past. Or you could say, this is a guy who's now multiple years off of knee surgery. He had a ramshackle offensive line last year, a running back that was out for 13 games, and a wide receiving core that was up and down throughout the year some injuries on the wide receiving core as well. And North Turner leaves, North Turner leaves midseason. Your head coach is out with eye surgery. You had all sorts of adversity, and yet he threw for 20 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. When's the 30 for 30 coming out of the Vikings in that season? Because that was the wildest, craziest season. I know we've got plenty of Vikings fans here right now that have been following the team for quite a long time during their history and tenure. i got to imagine, though, when the dust settles, we look back at that 5, 10 years from now. We'll say that 2016 season was one of the craziest. The only thing missing was a dome collapse. Then they're done. And a Randy Moss. Don't jinx the, the bank. Don't jinx the U.S. Bank. You know, bottom line, though, if Teddy can come back 100%, mm -hmm. I think he's more marketable. I think he's more mobile. I think he's better on third downs. And there's a real schism here between Team Sam and Team Teddy. And I think if if Teddy can come back like Sam from his knee injury and be in a spot where he can be successful, I do prefer him as a quarterback, as crazy as that is. You know what? I, I understand what you mean, more marketable. I mean, the kid is it, as likable as it gets. And that's you hear not, the head yeah. coaches say it. You yeah. hear his teammates say it. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a cliche, but I'm telling you, everybody loves and roots for Teddy Ridgewell. When he went down, teams, guys were praying for him on one knee. But honestly, Sam, I, I'm going to take the other side. Okay. I think just from the X's and O's in a football standpoint, I think Sam Bradford is a better quarterback. Now, maybe he's been in the league a little bit longer, so he has a little bit more of an advantage, but I think his arm strength is notably better, and I think in the NFL, uh, you know, people kind of get into a lot of, obviously, accuracy is important in pocket presence, but at the end of the day, you still got to have a really strong arm. Sam Bradford, there's a reason he was the number one overall pick. There's a reason he uh, won the Heisman. There's a reason he won Rookie of the Year's first year. I think Sam Bradford had to pick one of the two. I'd go Team Sam. And that's what's great about football, is that we both cover the same team, mm -hmm. we watch all the games, we watch the film, and we can still formulate different opinions on this critical position. And I think that's true for Vikings fans all across Minnesota, all across the Midwest. They're kind of taking sides right now, and there's a lot to like about both. And they're very different players, and that makes it a very divisive situation, which is a lot of fun to talk about in situations like this. I, I wonder if we took a poll right here, who would be Team Teddy, who would be Team Sam? Team Teddy, Team Sam? Teddy? Team Teddy? Team Sam! They're split! One table right here. Unbelievable. It's split. That's interesting. I think we got some Team Teddies over there, though. There's definitely Team Teddies. And there's no wrong answer, by the way. But it's just one of those situations. In the NFL, it's almost nice to have two good quarterbacks. Doesn't hurt. Instead of because there's some teams that don't have any. Trivia question number two. Let's give away some more stuff here. What do you got? Well, it's quarterback related. Okay. Okay. That's a good segue. Other than Sam and Teddy. Yes. There's still three other quarterbacks on the Vikings roster right now. Correct. If some Somebody can name two of them. Okay. They get to take home some wonderful prizes. Now remember, there's a little confusion. You gotta come up. You gotta. No big deal. Talking to Mike. Win yourself a prize. Two quarterbacks not named Sam Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater. We'll let that. Just let that settle. Bit. You're welcome to come on up. Answer that. We got some freebies up here. I imagine that the smart, smartphones are churning right now. Probably getting on the first Google one up machine. Here is the first one to guess. First one has a chance to win these prizes. I'd be impressed if they came up and they got the fifth string guy. I know guy. who you're talking about. You know who I, I had to even look that one up. Oh, we show. might have a guest coming. Oh, here we go. There, oh, oh, we oh. got got to speak into the name? official trivia mic. Trent. Hey, Trent. Trent. The Trent Dunn. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Tyler Hennecke, Case yep, Keenum. Yep, Tyler Hennecke, yep. And, and what was the other and, one? And who was the other one? Case Keenum. Yes. Nailed it. 
Case Keenum, the backup we brought over from the St. Louis, excuse me, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Rams. Rams. You, you get your pick right here. Is two, that two items. What is get your pick? That's a oh, bottle opener. Can I go with the bottle opener? Okay. Love it. Price you think you got this? Yeah. A good it. combo, a good pairing. Well, Love like a fine wine and a good okay, piece of chocolate. Okay, the shirt. Oh, okay. Shirt's made quick. I don't blame you. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's that easy. Thanks for knowing your Vikings. It's that easy. We still got some free appetizers up here and a bunch of other goodies. So, yeah, the t-shirts are gone. But yeah. Keenum or Heineke, that's another interesting quarterback battle because those two vying for the backup job until Teddy gets back. It was interesting to note that Sean Hill left the veteran journeyman. It's great to have a guy like that. If you need to throw him in a pinch, remember he started week one last year and they in won. Tennessee. And he looked good. I mean, we got the W. We stuck out of there on the road. Uh, road games are never easy in the NFL, no matter who you're playing. We stuck out of there with Sean Hill. But clearly they wanted to bring in a legitimate maybe a younger backup like Case Keenum, who's got plenty of starts under his belt. And as a guy, when you think about this team, how it's built, I think hard-nosed defense, Mike Zimmer-led, low-scoring games, you need your quarterback to, to make, you know, obviously very little mistakes, and um, just be able to move the ball, move the chains, get some first downs, and limit the turnovers. That's Case Keenum in my mind. And then you've got Heineke, who comes from Old Dominion. He wasn't drafted. He's not very tall. He's Russell Wilson's size but far less heralded out of college and yet this team has this affinity for Taylor Heineke. Well, here's the thing in the NFL, it's a quarterback driven league, which if you don't have one, it really doesn't matter. Unfortunately, it just doesn't matter. Uh, it's one of those things where knowing that, you better have a developmental quarterback as your second or third string or maybe even fourth string on the practice squad because uh, as we've seen with Teddy, we know Sam's very vulnerable to getting hurt. You know, I don't want to say that too loud, but uh, it's just one play away from getting hurt and you're on your backup. You better have a developmental guy uh, in the midst that you're trying to groom and eventually, again, maybe in a pinch down the road, lead your team. So we move from quarterback, and I want to talk about the running back because that's another great talker. Again, Adrian Peterson no longer with the team this right. year. Running backs. A uh, little breaking news, actually, off the practice field today. Jarek McKinnon with a minor injury goes off the field. Not sure uh, exactly what was ailing him, but McKinnon leaves, leaving Dalvin Cook to be the number one back at today's practice. You've got Murray still recovering from ankle surgery. McKinnon uh, tweaked something, and Dalvin Cook, the second round pick out of Florida State. Strikes me, actually, as I think a stockier, maybe a bigger version of Jerick McKinnon, who can do a lot of the same things. He can catch the football, he can pick up a, you know, a blitzer in the pass blocking, and he can run it with great balance. Uh, I really like what Cook is going to bring. Well, the first thing, if I were to describe Cook, it'd be explosive. Because because he is a playmaker, and I watched again all the tape from him coming out of Florida State. Home run hitter, any play, any catch, any run, he can take it the distance. But I think the big thing with him that Adrian Peterson maybe didn't have, that we all thought he would develop over time, is the pass line, is being able to catch out of the backfield. And I think that's going to be a, a nice transition out of the Adrian Peterson era, seeing Dalvin Cook or a running back finally be able to be a threat both in the backfield and out of the backfield being able to catch those passes. Jared McKinney, you mentioned, uh, again, he did leave practice today. Hopefully it's nothing major. I heard it was a, a tweaked hamstring. Um, hopefully that's nothing too major, though. But, yeah, you're right. Murray on the pump. McKinnon was supposed to get all the, the team one reps. Now he's out. Dalvin Cook. Here we go. That was quick. Wouldn't it be ironic if, after all these years mm -hmm. of hearing that Adrian Peterson's presence is going to help the passing game because they're going to put eight men in the box, then that'll allow them to exploit the secondary. Wouldn't it be ironic if Peterson leaves and suddenly the passing game under Pat Shermer becomes more explosive because you don't know where the ball is going to go anymore. You might have McKinnon lining up in the slot. You might have Dalvin Cook taking a screen pass out of the backfield. And who knows, you've got four or five different receiving options too. I think it's going to be one of the more diverse Vikings offenses that we've seen in recent memory. There was
was a, a, a turning point a few years ago when you kind of sit back and watch some other games in the NFL and you go, whoa, this is a passing league now. No okay. kidding. Guys are spreading the ball out three, four, five wide receivers. You got guys like Tom Brady and Big Ben and Andrew Luck throwing the ball 70 times a few years. And you sit there and you go back and flip on the Vikings and, and, and obviously Adrian Peterson brought a lot to the table. We'll never forget that, but you'd sit there and go, I'm not sure if we can force the run anymore 30, 35 times a game. And I think that the transition out of that being able to pass the ball more, and again, a passing lead was vital to this team. And I think this year we're going to start to see the playbook open up a little bit more under Pat Sure, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's a league that's not predicated on bell cow backs. Mm -hmm. It's how you are as a team rushing. Your team's yards per carry, your team's overall yardage. Most teams aren't relying on one guy anymore. And not even the Saints are going to rely on strictly Adrian Peterson uh, as their lone runner. There is a crazy stat I heard this offseason that just stems out that same. Hit of me. all the playoff teams, only one of them had a first-round running back. Can I guess? Yes. Unless you want to do a draft or a question on the trivia, you can. But go for it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had it, it certainly wasn't New England. New England doesn't care about, about who the running back is. Uh, do you know the answer? Is it? This is like a trivia question for me, isn't it? Yes. Do I get a prize? Yes. I probably shouldn't take one. I'll ask our third trivia question of the day. Again, you can win two of the fantastic items up here if you can answer the simple question, where did Dalvin Cook attend college? I've already mentioned it. I've already mentioned it. Come up to the microphone. That was where, quick. Where he seems confident. He seems very confident. Say your name just real quick. Antonio. Antonio feels very confident. He knows where our first pick, Dalvin Cook, played college. Let her rip. Florida State. You got it. Florida State Seminoles. That's right. Bonus question. The alma mater Ooh. of which former Vikings quarterback? Ooh. Quarterback? Which former Vikings quarterback? Ponder. Ponder. That's Jim Ponder. That's right. There you go, Antonio. Take, Great job, Take man. three things. Great job, man. What, what are these, by the way? What are we we need to ask uh, Jeff. You got some uh, complimentary appetizers right there. Little pieces, what's going on over here? It's for your antenna. I'm oh, okay, cool. My sources say. Cool. Love it. It's that easy. Antonio, the big winner. Love it. Congratulations. We still have more questions he coming knows up in his a little Vikings. bit. Yes, he does. And you Love can tell. Got the hat, got the polo. Loving it. All right, I'm going to play a game with you, Luke. It's game time. Okay. The game is called On or Off. Somehow, the Vikings are going to have to get this roster down from 90 down to 53. And it's not like past years where they go 75 and then sure. 53. It's straight from 90 to 53. So they got to cut 37 guys, position battles all over. I'm going to say a name. You're going to say on or off. Okay. Okay? I have not prepped you. So no. this is just going to be neither quick yep. twitch reaction. Okay. Emmanuel Lemur, the Boy. linebacker. Sure, a linebacker brought in from Cincinnati two years ago. Remember, he was from the Mike Zimmer tree over there in Cincinnati was brought in. You think about, okay, Chad Greenway's gone, but, you know, they play a lot of nickel defense, which if you don't know, it's just two linebackers instead of a three. You got a lot of young guys they brought in. Not only Edmund Robinson, who they've developed for quite a while, but there's a lot of maybe buzz going on with the Kansas State kid, Elijah Lee. It's only a fifth, six-round pick. I'm not going to put too many eggs in that basket, but there's a lot of bodies and a lot of young bodies now. I think Emmanuel Lamar ends up being out because of all these young bodies like Kentrell Brothers from the zoo. Don't forget they drafted Ben Gideon from Michigan. And I just think with how much they play the nickel defense, I think they'll want to save that roster spot for somebody else. Now going into camp, I agreed with that opinion. Mm -hmm. I had Lamar off the roster because I think they're only going to keep six linebackers. And I think he was going to be the odd man out because you just you know what you have in him at this point. That's he doesn't right. have as much upside as he used to. That being said, we get to practice today and there's Lemur taking reps with the first team. Now that doesn't always mean that a player's going to make it. A lot of times they start with the veteran and then they dial him back right. as camp goes along. So I'm still going to stick with that. I'm going to stand by my opinion. However, Emmanuel Lemur could be in a little bit of trouble. 
could be in a little bit of trouble. Oh, absolutely. Again, I go back to that. There's a lot of young bodies, and usually if they're showing good signs of development, and again, Kentrell Brothers, Ben Gideon, Elijah Lee, uh, there, there's going to be not as many linebackers on this team and as I, as I think people think there are. And of course, Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr as well. I just think Emmanuel Lamar hasn't done enough when given the opportunity, and I think they're going to want to save that spot for a younger guy that they can ultimately develop. I agree with you. Okay, number two, on or off? Stacy Coley, the rookie wide receiver out of Miami. Yeah, you know, when you, you look at when they drafted him, I immediately thought one thing. Who's going to replace Cordero Patterson as the kickoff guy? Remember, he was electric and he was the home run hitter when it came to kickoff returns. So I know they wanted to bring in some speedsters, and they did that with Coley from Miami and Rodney Adams from USF. Now, both those guys share very similar kind of traits and skill sets. I think I would go with Rodney Adams over Coley, but you know, I say that going into the camp so far though, I think Coley has been the better of the two. So you never know. We're going to see how this all shakes out. It's not just one day that matters him. It's the consistency throughout all of training camp. And of course, preseason games are going to be huge as well. But going into camp, I would have said Adams. I think right now after three, four days, I'd say Coley. And it's tricky because Coley was hurt for most of OTAs That's and minicamps. Right. You didn't get a look he at fell behind. So Adams was automatically in the lead, but Coley has come on strong, even dealing with a little bit of a quad issue. Mm -hmm. He's looked very good. But you know what's funny is that everything in football seems to have a ripple effect. And the ripple effect here is Michael Floyd gets suspended four games. Wide receiver is going to be a position of need for the first quarter of the season. Do you bring in an extra receiver there, maybe Coley, to be your sixth wide receiver in the time the Floyd is not on the roster for those four games? So Floyd's issue, you know, the thing that's afflicting Floyd right now could actually be the thing that saves Stacey Coley. Yeah, at the end of the day, it could be. And again, I, uh, we just brought up, it's a passing league now. you got to have four or five receivers now that you can trust to go put out at any point in the game in any situation and help you make a play in the passing game. And I'll be honest, again, this is a, a phenomenal defensive-oriented team that likes to run the ball, play good defense. But behind Diggs, behind Thielen, there's a huge question mark at, with, with Treadwell. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. It gets thin quick. I'm a big Jarius Wright guy. I love Jarius Wright. Didn't play a lot last year. Seemed to get lost in the shuffle when they like to use Stephon Diggs in the slot. But it gets thin. There's a lot of question marks, I should say, after those top two, three receivers. So Coley could easily make the team if he has a good camp and good preseason. Okay, number three in the on or off game. J. Ron Curse, the safety. I think this is one of the toughest tough positions one. to handicap because you don't know exactly how many they're going to take, right. four or five. Right. And you've got a bunch of young guys there behind Sandejo and Smith. So where does Curse fall? Uh, today at practice, Andrew Sandejo called him the crane because he's just so long, massive. He's got long, lanky arms. safety in the league. To yeah. be Six foot four, came from Clemson, a team yeah. that won the national championship uh, against Alabama two years prior. So uh, Harrison Smith, Andrew Sandejo, locks to make the team. Behind that, you've got three to four guys, J. Ron Curse, Anthony Harris. Jack Tocho is a rookie that uh, I know we both really like, and Antoine Exum. Of those, one of those guys is going home. I feel like Survivor. Hand in your torch. One of you are going home. I think between Curse or Exum, and again, I think they end up keeping more young guys. Curse showed enough, I think, last year with his physical ability. He's so tall. You don't find safeties that big and tall. Mike Zimmer, I feel, is pretty confident that he can develop his skill set. I think he's on on the team. I think Antoine Exum from Virginia Tech, who's had three, four years now, and he's just never really done too much with his opportunity. And I know you're thinking about what we saw with Exum earlier. They moved him to nickel cornerback. That could save his job. It's a move of desperation, certainly. Yep. Trying to get the last possible bit out of a guy that's just been injury prone and hasn't really clicked with your defense yet. I also agree with you on Curse. I think they keep four safeties. I think it's Harrison, Sandejo, Harris, and Curse. I think Exum is gone, and I think they try to sneak Tocho onto the practice squad, yeah. seventh round pick. Uh, I agree. So number four, on or off, 
TJ Clemmings. I don't want to say it too loud. I don't want people to get upset. He hasn't been the most popular, hasn't been the most popular Viking uh, around the Midwest. But does TJ Clemmings have what it takes now that they moved him to right guard to, to stick around? TJ Clemmings, if you don't know, he's a fourth round tackle two yep. years ago. This will be his third year. Uh, a guy that was very raw coming out of Pittsburgh. And what that means, he just didn't play a lot of tackle. He was a defensive end two years prior to that. So we knew it was going to be a learning curve for TJ Clemmings. But when we're at practice at Winter Park, we always joke, nobody's bigger than T.J. Clemens. So physically, he's got all the tools of an NFL caliber offensive lineman. Can he put it all together, though? Is this the year it clicks? They move him back inside the offensive guard, at right guard. I think that's going to be a huge, huge decision. I think ultimately that could save his job as well. I think he's on the team. I still root for him because, again, physically, you can't find guys that move that well and are that big. I think T.J. Clemens ends up making the team. If he can't figure it out at right guard, this is probably it. And they have kept him there from OTAs to now, which right. means that they liked what they saw in OTAs, and maybe he'll stay there. He got exposed last year when he was in space. When he was caught on an island, he had a lunging problem. Now that he's more compact on the inside, and Mike Zimmer has said, where there's fewer places for him to move, keeping everything tight and compact for Clemmings should help him considerably. Okay, last one. The, the Duluth native, one of us, C.J. Ham. Okay, one of us. Does C.J. Ham stick around, converting from running back to fullback potentially? Boy, that's a tough one because you know, again, I keep going back. It's a passing league now. You don't need a lot of running backs anymore. That power running system anymore. C.J. Ham's moved to fullback now. They bolt him up. How much does Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, rely on a fullback in this offensive system? I don't think a lot. And when it comes down to the end of, of making cuts, deciding who to keep, who not to keep, I think there's going to be maybe a younger, more higher ceiling guy that they favor over a fullback, unfortunately. Which, again, C.J. Ham, he made some plays last preseason. I think he had a two-touchdown game against the Rams uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, you know the talent is there. Maybe they can squeeze him on the practice squad for one more year, but I think ultimately to keep a fullback over maybe another cornerback or linebacker, offensive lineman, a, a position that was in dire straits last year by week four or five, I think they let C.J. Ham go. And the usage of Zach Line last year's fullback yeah. decreased significantly mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. Pat Shermer took the reins last year. Right. I think with Ham, you just convert him to, to a linebacker if it doesn't work he's out. Not, he's got the sure. build. He looks just like Kentrell Brothers like from Madden. the back. Just switch him to linebacker. Sure. He's Figure stocky. Yeah. Stocky is the word. All right, trivia time. Trivia question number Another four. One, huh? You can win two items up here. We got yeah, I think so a bottle nice. opener, free apps, free apps. Uh, we got lanyards, we got koozies. We got a bunch of good stuff. Here's the question. How many interceptions did Xavier Rhodes have last year? Ooh, How many interceptions? I, I don't even know. Well, Xavier Rhodes, the I number mean, one corner, who, who, by the way, I talked to him just briefly outside uh, today. What's the scoop? And he said, I said, hey, how's the contract coming? He said, should be done by next week. Really? I don't want any, you know, I'm not Adam Schefter by any means. Breaking so news sound right there. Uh, I think we all knew that, that he was supposed to sign a new contract here soon anyways. And, and, and become and become one of the uh, the highest paid cornerbacks in the league here soon, but uh, but I think it, it's happening sooner rather than later. We got a guess right here. Xavier Rose. How many interceptions last year? What's your name? Uh, Tony Junior. Tony Junior. All right. Love it. Uh, I believe it was three. If I'm not mistaken. Was it three, Sam? It was not three. Ah. I'm sorry. We have another guest okay, coming. Okay, come on up. Okay, right. okay. Remind us your name. Brandy. Brandy. Brandy's back One up of our fans. to redeem herself. Lucky number five. That five. is correct. Oh, There's baby. Five. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Brandy. Nice play. Done. Love it. Congratulations. Two, two items. Prizes up here. Two items. Let's recap those interceptions. Uh, bottle opener. Yeah, recap them. Had the that over his shoulder catch against Eli Manning on Monday Night Football. That's right. Against all OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. is a huge matchup. Yep. Had that diving interception against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. A crazy game. One of, crazy of the first many. Half, if you remember yes. that. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Had, had two against a 
Arizona, including a hundred yard pick what six. A, that kind of, I think, kind of put him on the map nationally. That everybody kind of woke up after this um, all week on Sports Center top ten and NFL Network that this guy is legitimate, maybe a top five cornerback in the league. So that's four. And his fifth one was it the Packers game, or was that did Trey have the only one in that Trey, game? Trey had an interception week two against the Packers, so. I can only come up with four, but the answer is five. I can't confirm that. Did he have one against Dallas? A Thursday night game? Oh, he might have. Get the game logs up. We'll get the you've got, you've got Dallas right there already. So, I want to remind you of my question earlier, because again, we were talking about how you know having one good running back just isn't what it used to be anymore. It's a passing league. Of all the playoff teams... Zeke. Zeke is the answer. Of all the playoff teams <laughs> last year, only one, one team had a first-round running back. Zeke Elliott was the answer. You're right. But isn't that crazy? Only one team in the playoffs, 12 teams have left, only one had a first-round running back. That's goes to show you, you don't need to spend a first round pick anymore on these running backs. That's astonishing. Yeah. Uh, quick reminder yep. that the first happy hour has ended, but happy hour will start again a little I later tonight. So make sure that if it's not tonight, maybe maybe tomorrow if you're here at camp, come on out. I believe 9 p.m. Happy hour number two will begin and throughout the week. Great specials here at Bonfire every night and the happy hour is second to none with, with drink and food deals. We jumped in for lunch just real quick. Had the tacos. Unbelievable. Uh, that's oh, my yeah. recommendation. The tacos were unbelievable. I don't know what you had. You probably went wings or something. I had the wings. You can't go wrong with wings, but they were those tacos, man, they blew my mind. Yeah, and I, I almost left practice early to come. I didn't want to tell you. But and I hear you can get a burger and fries for $8. A burger and, and fries meal. Unbelievable. <laughs> They're just giving away meals here. Wow, unbelievable. We still got some goodies left here, Sam. I want to keep talking bikes, though. And, uh, you know, even if we did a little QA here towards the end, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I don't know what you got game planned over here, though. Well, we got to talk about Adam Thielen. That's obligatory Thank in this town. Got to talk about Adam Thielen, Love. who just got. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash list paid big money absolutely trade Adam Thielen, $27 million, your thoughts? $27 million, I think he earned every penny. I think he's one of those great stories in the NFL that you don't need to be a first-round pick. You don't know about Adam Thielen. Detroit Lakes native. Played, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know, played here at Mankato, a small school, Division II. Most of these guys, they come from Alabamas and the Texas and Californias, Calvin Cook, Florida State. Thielen worked his way up on the practice squad, uh, a bubble guy every year, but kept grinding, kept working, and he's a guy that now, $27 million later, has become really a, the, the staple of, of um, I, I think, a great story that kids should look up to and understand that doesn't matter, you know, you know the, the, the name. It, it just goes to show you hard work pays off. I, I love that story, and, and we saw him out of practice today. Not only does he look a little bit bigger this year, I know he's been working out quite a bit, he looks explosive. Very locked he in. good today, yep. He looked Good. I don't know if he's ever going to be a dominant receiver in the NFL, but if he can duplicate what he did last year, almost a thousand yards, maybe three more times in his career, think of the value you've already gotten out of Thielen as an undrafted guy, and think of think of what that would mean to the franchise if he could deliver another couple thousand yard seasons, give or take a hundred yards. Um, I mean, he's he's sitting on, and he's got so much mileage left because it's, it's what? How old is he? 27 years old, and it's not like he's got that many reps under his belt in the NFL. He could play into his 30s. He only started 10 games last year, and again, when you think about this offense, it's never going to be an offense that that's chucking the ball around uh, like like the Pittsburgh Steelers or Andrew Luck in the Colts and, and teams like that. But he still had 967 yards, which goes to show you not only was he the number one receiver for this team, the best pass catcher we had last year because Diggs just couldn't stay healthy. It seemed like, but 
Thielen, uh, I, I just think he's a guy that uh, you can rely on now, even in short yardage situations as a run blocker as well. I just think he's got a little bit of everything. And again, when you're talking to uh, Coach Hazel, the new receiver coach, every every single snap, it's nothing but good things to say about this kid. So um, he's definitely going to be now the veteran. It's funny how quick that happens. He's now the veteran kind of in that group now that the younger guys like Rodney Adams and Stacey Coley go to, look up to, ask questions and rely on um, as they kind of go through their NFL journey as well. And it's amazing that even though Diggs is probably the faster receiver of the two, it was Thielen that was the more vertical threat last year. He was stretching it downfield, had long touchdowns against Houston, had a long touchdown against Green Bay, and Diggs was more of the go to the, the marker and get the first down guy. He was running out of the slot, kind of those slants crossing routes. So Thielen can stretch the field. He can yeah. be good in short yardage on third down. He's a versatile wide receiver, and he's, he's added to his toolbox oh, every year. It, and I don't want to sound redundant, but again, until Stephon Diggs can play a full slate of games, full 16 slate, which he hasn't been able to do, clearly Al Thielen should be known as the number one receiver on this team. $27 million later, he got paid. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Well, Laquan Treadwell, another wide receiver, different story than Thielen. He's a first-round pick. Thielen wasn't drafted, but Treadwell really struggled in his first year, and I think a lot of that, and a lot of people might not realize it, due to injury. And he doesn't like to talk about it much. He gets a little upset when you bring it up because he doesn't want to make excuses. That's right. But I think he was probably more banged up that last year than people want to let on. We've heard some rumblings uh, around the media circles. And I think this year he's shown that he's got a little more refinement to his game. He's more confident this year. The question is, is he going to get the opportunity to, to play 50 snaps a game? Well, he's going to need to step up this year because he's now going to be asked to be the third wide receiver. And again, the third wide receiver now in the NFL, they play a lot. Uh, did talk to him today uh, after the morning walkthrough. Uh, you're right. He, he got a little snappy towards me when we asked about the earlier injuries. But I just wanted to kind of show him some remorse in the fact that the leg injury he had at Ole Miss in 2015 was gruesome. I mean, it was not just your normal ACL tear. It goes down from the hip to the knee to the ankle, and that's what he struggled with last year. He told me he was never healthy. Uh, he was never healthy during last season. His ankle bothered him throughout the entire season. He said he felt healthy this year. He's ready to go, and I think that should be a big improvement uh, in his game because, again, as a rookie last year, first round pick, three targets, one catch. So obviously not what we all had in store for Laquan Treadwell, but this year I think he's getting a lot more opportunities. And I'm excited to see him because, you know, again, there's a reason he was a first-round pick. There's a reason he dominated the SEC, the toughest conference in football, the Alabamas, uh, and, and so on and so forth. This young man is, is a great talent. And when I say young man, he is young, 21 years old. Think about it. I didn't want to think about what I was doing when I was 21. This guy's in the NFL, and he's ready to dominate. Laquan Treadwell, I'm excited to see him now in his third year. Yeah, I am too. Trivia time. I've, now, what do we have left here? We've got, well, we got? bottle openers, koozies. Snatching these free appetizers. Complimentary appetizers. Free food, bottle openers, koozies, some, some, some nice Vikings koozies here. Um, and what did we decide these were? Antenna. Antenna things. It's a scientific term. Antenna things. Reds you gotta have them, guys. You gotta have them. I've got a really hard. Got? I've got a really hard question. Okay. I've got a semi-hard question, and then another. I have hard questions left. I should have saved these for the bigger prizes. I apologize. Rip them up. All right. Randy Moss is one of two Vikings to be inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor this year. Okay. Who is the other one? Okay. Oh, Come on up. Very confident over here. Very okay, quick. Let's this up. Just say your name. Jessica. 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 And the answer is? Chris Carter. No, it's not Chris Carter. Ooh. Believe it or not. It is a it is another wide receiver, but it is not Chris Carter. Thanks Thank for you trying. for playing. Thank you for playing. But again, okay, so again, listen, the question, just so I can play, the question is who's being inducted this year? Yes. So Randy Moss is being inducted this year, week one, I believe, on Monday Night Football against the Saints. That's going to be fun. Adrian Peterson's coming back home. 
And who is the other one? I don't who is the other one? That's a tough one, Sam. Yeah, he played well, in the 70s and 80s. Okay. He had a career after football where he... Okay, remember. He might have had a career in TV. Will allow for a second... Tony Senior. A second winner. Coming back up, maybe. Remind us your name? Antonio. Antonio. Who's the other one to be inducted this year to the Ring of Honor? Ahmad Rashad. Yes! Ahmad Rashad! Ahmad Rashad. Look at that. A Great Vikings job. Go ahead. Get at it. Post at it. NBA inside stuff. Yeah. Love it. Ahmad Rashad. A little before my time. I've heard good things, though. The, the Miracle at the Met, they called it. Miracle at the Met. Kramer fires deep right sideline, tipped into his hands. Vikings win the division. It was great earlier this year at Winter Park. Had the media out there. Had yeah. Randy Moss, Ahmad Rashad. Cool uh, yeah. Amazing. And my favorite moment was Rashad just had an ankle surgery, so he was on crutches. Goes up to 97-year-old Sid Hartman and asks him if he wants to race. And uh, they, they did it, I hope. And, uh, oh, yeah, of course they did. And then Teddy and I raced right Sid after Sid Hartman's still kicking out those articles. Unbelievable. What an icon. I haven't seen him yet at Mankato, but I'm sure he'll, you know he'll, be down he'll probably be down here, and he'll probably get way more scoops than we get. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Vikings defense as we start wrapping up the show here. Vikings defense, top 10 caliber defense the last two years, you might argue. Do you think there's room to ascend for the defense? You know, last year there were some question marks at the end. There were those two rocky games against Green Bay and Indianapolis. There was the accusation that maybe the defensive backs went rogue. They struggled with their linebackers covering receivers there because the Colts really exposed them and Chad Greenway especially. Greenway's gone now, of course, but are, are there any weak links on this defense and do you think they can still even rise another level? I think there's no question that they can only get better at this point because when you when you think about the running defense last year as good as the overall defensive statistics have improved, and in fact, let's just, just before I even get it, let's take a step back. When, you guys remember Leslie Frazier era, right? And it didn't seem that long ago really but Leslie. Leslie Frazier era things got sloppy towards the end there I mean uh, that defense it was ranked dead last in almost every category uh, both run and defense Zimmer had quite the job when he took over and then what did he do in one year dead last middle of the pack he flipped that defense all the way around now here we are in year four and, and obviously last year we're looking at flirting with the top five defense but the running defense Sam was middle of the pack if not worse 16th, 17th, 18th in some categories, and I think as good as Limbaugh Joseph has been, Everson Griffin, some other defensive linemen. I think the linebackers like Jack Greenway, uh, Anthony Barr, I think improvement was needed to be made against the running game, and I think that Mike Zimmer knows if you want to win tough football games, you got to stop the run. Uh, I know that's been an improvement. We've heard him talk about the running game wants to be an improvement. They brought in some bigger names. Obviously, Tom Johnson still there, but the Jaleel Johnson pick that love from Iowa. Uh, early in the fourth round, a big body guy from the Big Ten. I think he's going to help against the run as well, but improving that running game certainly I think could ascend them, as you said, from flirting with the top five defense to probably a top three defense, really. Yeah, the eye for defensive talent mm -hmm. that Zimmer has shown in his era with the Vikings has just been impeccable. Whether it's the draft or free agency, they have seen the talent on the market and they've got whether it's Terrence Newman coming over from Cincinnati, Linval Joseph before Zimmer's first year, and then in the draft, Daniel Hunter, Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr. Very few whiffs on the defensive side of the football. Now, the offense, as you mentioned, has some work to do, especially on the offensive line. They've struggled there just as much as they've been good on the defensive line. So it's a weird dynamic there when you can be so adept at identifying talent on one side of the ball, but it doesn't translate to the other side. Well, I was just going to say, too, you know, we joked about it when we were at Winter Park talking and, and during the draft and, and you know what I mean this defense it's fun now right I mean they go out and they make plays year four of Mike Zimmer should be even better I mean at this point they shouldn't have to think too much they can just go out and play football but 
there was a draft I remember where the first three or four picks were all defense. It was Trey Waynes, it was Eric Kendricks, it was Daniil Hunter. And as great as that has been, awesome. I mean, those guys are developing and really a core foundation of what this defense is. But you sit there, if you're on the offensive side of the ball or offensive coordinator, go, hey, can I get any love over here too? Can I get a couple picks over here too? So uh, the defense should be good in my opinion because they've invested a lot. And you mentioned some free agents too. Linval Joseph, huge. Terrence Newman, literally, by a the way, literally a huge man. By the way, Terrence Newman's still one of the best cornerbacks statistically in the league. So huge signings, huge draft. But I think now when you saw the offseason in this draft, they went out and said, okay, offense, it's your turn. Riley Reef, Mike Remmers, uh, uh, the other offensive lineman in the center, Pat Elfline, Delvin Cook, Rodney Adams, Stacey Cole. Plenty of, of love now for the offense, and now they're trying to balance it out and make it a complete team because we all saw towards the end of the year some uncharacteristic games from that defense that maybe showed signs of wearing down that, oh my gosh, maybe maybe all the pressure's been on us every single game, every single week. Andrew Luck, the Colts, carved us up. I think it was week 15 or week 16. Carved us up in the bank, and I know Mike Zimmer was not happy to kind of end the season on those kinds of notes. And Zimmer has told us that he felt like the defense was pressing too much late in the season that once they got behind, they felt like they, the offense was not going to catch them right. up. So it needs to be a two-way street where the offense carries some of that load well, as well. And I think too that, that the first time we see Sam Bradford lead the team back from a deficit, I think all those worries from the defensive side of the ball is going to go out the window and all of a sudden everybody's going to have some confidence in this offense. But they're going to have to go out and prove it. Brandy, you're leaving. Oh, I just want to stop. Oh. Oh, go for it. We we're just going to open it up to Q&A. Oh, you are? Right. Yeah, go for so, it. I heard a little rumor that Adam Thielen was hurt today at camp. Yeah, she asked that Adam Thielen was hurt. And, and you know what? Yeah, we, we had, unfortunately, the, a bad hat trick. Three guys went down, and we mentioned Riley Reef for a big offensive yeah. tackle. He came back, though. Uh, Jerick McKinnon left practice oh, no. today. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. And we're getting thin at running back all of a sudden. But you're right. Adam Thielen left. He went to the trainer's tent. I haven't heard what's going on with him. It's not like he needed to be uh, brought out on a cart or anything. Like but last year being no ambulances. No, 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 no Knock on wood. No, I saw him stretching. He was working his yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe tweak something, but you're right, Randy. Good eye or good sources that yeah, you have. Oh, uh, I was worried. He's my favorite. Yes. Well, he's a good one to pick if he's your favorite for sure. But, you know, knock on wood, at this early in training camp, at this early in the season, they're probably going to be overly cautious. We may not see him tomorrow. Not sure the significance. Are you? Oh, no. I'll call him. I'll call his agent. Oh, so you, you Brandy's coming out. You better get be there. You, you took a picture with her two years ago. Come on. Come say hi to us, too. Right? Don't forget about yeah. us. We're going to be there burning in the heat. Love it. Yeah, we'll be there. Love it. I'll come say hi, Love it. All right. Love it. Super fan. Fantastic. Brandy. Thanks, Killing Brandy. her over there. That's awesome. You still got some prizes. I still got some trivia, too. And these are these are hard ones. Okay, this is going to require some math. Do we have any math majors out here? Anybody at Minnesota State University, Mankato? He you like, like math, and he's honest about it. Here, give me if, if you can Google and you can do some math, you can probably answer this one. What is it? Including playoffs. Okay. What is Mike Zimmer's record as the Vikings coach? Oh, Including playoffs. So not how many wins, just the record. What is Mike Zimmer's record oh, as so, the Vikings so coach? He's coached three years. I know that. Yes. Sixteen times three. Give we can even second. we can help the people out here. So the total's got to be forty-eight, but. But plus, including see. playoffs, so eight, plus one. I know, 8-8 eight eight last year. I can't go too much further back than that, though. Right. 8-8 eight eight last year. I'll give it a little hint. It's a little over 500. Okay. It's on the winning side of things. Mike Zimmer's record. 8-8 eight eight last year. And, and the year before that, I think they were 10-6. and six. Don't quote me on that. I think it was even better than that. It was 11-5? I think, I think it was. Super Bowl, oh boy. Now, this is not his preseason record, which is... Just right. Go, gaudy though. I mean, like 12 oh, and one, 12 and one. Preseason. 12 and one. Undefeated. Did he lose? He lost one game against Tennessee. Oh, That's where we got to put our money at this year. Vikings <laughs> preseason games are flawless. Vegas, so 11 and Vegas, 5, baby. 8 and 8 last year. I don't know his first year. I can't remember. I'm sure it was a rebuilding kind of year, probably somewhere around 500. But uh, all right, well, we got prizes. We'll see who's got the, the we'll best to come up and at least try. Oh, here we go. We might have. 
have redemption coming we, we after the Chris yep. Carter mishap. Jessica. 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 What, what is Mike Zimmer's record since he took over as head coach? 26 and 22. 26 and 22? It is ever so close. We're going to oh, give it to you. We're going to give giving it to you. I had 26 and 23. Maybe my math was wrong, I though. I think it is. Cool. 26 uh, and I'll give it to you. 9 plus 5 Pretty plus close 8. And then the playoff game was the other loss. Yeah. All Love right. <laughs> so you've got two prizes. Get in Whatever there. you want. We're a little, a little low. There. We ran out of t-shirts. Two koozies. Perfect. Congratulations, Jessica. Outstanding. Thanks for playing, Brandon. That's outstanding. Yep. Uh, again, so slightly above 500. Yeah, 26, 23, not too bad. We've got one more question. One more question, and if you want to ask us a question, feel free to come up. Uh, we're we're somewhat plugged in, I guess you might say. You know, we're, av we're average. We know a little bit. We know a few things that that the average uh, person might not. Here's the, the final trivia question, though. Terrence Newman is the oldest Viking. Did you know that one, Luke? I knew that. Who is the second oldest Viking? We were talking about this the other day. And we were. That, that was the inspiration for the question. I've got two guesses, though, I would guess. Some guys have been around for a while. One guy's been a Viking his entire career. The other guy, I think, who signed after a while. But. Yeah, I'll eliminate one guy. Okay. It, it is not Brian Robinson. It's not Brian Robinson. It okay. is not the longtime Viking. Someone a little more. That was one of my guesses. A little more below the, the radar. Okay. Um, is he a starter? Yes, he is a starter. Some and if, and if he goes out, if he goes is he out, not a starter before. Is he not going to be a starter this year? I think if he came out to I'm trying to get some clues from you. I think if he came out to bonfire for happy hour, he yeah. would probably get the burger. Oh, I He'd see what you get did the, right there. I burger see and fries. Okay. That, that's all I'm going to say. Game show host? That's job or what? Uh, okay. Well, yeah. you got to get We got some more. We got some more goodies. Still got the free appetizer. That's right. I, I don't know. I'm a foodie. I would have went right after that. Do we got? We got a guest. Well, you, yeah. you know the rules. You know the rules. The name? Joe Berger. Your name is Joe Berger? Uh, no. He's the second most player on the bike. He is. He Do you is. know how old he is? Do I get extra prizes? If I I'll give that? you. I'll give you one extra. Just shoot one out. Um, 37? In, in, close, incorrect, though. it's close. That's gotta be close. Incorrect. You want more guess? 36? Incorrect as well. Wow, really? He's 35. He's 35, 35 years old. Right. Get in here, man. Yeah. Get some more goods. Yeah, take two more. Gotta get rid of them. Please take one of those. I don't know what this is. All the cool kids have. It's an antenna right. thing. Cool what trend. do you even use this for? It's an antenna You put thing. it on your antenna. Maybe it gives what you better antenna? radio signal. Does it give you, like, your car? Is that Nobody the deal? Knows. What kind of car has an antenna these Nobody days? Knows. Hey, a lot of people what? drive vintage vehicles, man. I, I drive an old car. No antenna. No antenna. Uh, All right, man. Well, thanks for playing. Either. It was Joe Berger. So you got Terrence Newman, the oldest vet, and the second is not B. Rob, who no. I would have guessed. It's Joe Berger. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. B. Rob, thirty-four. And right we counted. There's only five it's guys on the team this over thirty. Team, it guys. is a young this team. This is a young, loaded team. Everson Griffin's creeping up there, right? Thirty. Is that what you said? Thirty years old. Twenty-nine. Not 29, even thirty. Yeah. Harrison Smith's already get twenty-seven, twenty-eight years old. But yeah, not a lot of guys in the thirty club out here. Which is good. The young man's game. It is. And getting younger all the time. Every sport is, it seems like. Mm. Let's put a wrap on this thing, Luke. We got two more weeks here, Mankato. So we are going to be seeing this every day. We got yep. a lot to watch for. Yep. What are you looking forward to most to see out there on the practice field at Blake's, Blakesley Stadium leading up to the first preseason game, August 10? What do you want to see the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think the rookies are exciting to talk about and watch. I want to see Dalvin Cook make that first splash play, break that long run, second and third level. But uh, for me, the biggest critique I have of this team last year is the offensive line. And you can blame the injuries if you want, but I think at the end of the day, if that offensive line doesn't improve, we talked how much the offense in general needs to improve. This game starts in the trenches, and I think the offensive line, they've made the improvements in the offseason. Is it going to take a while to come together? Do they need to have some chemistry through the preseason? Are they going to have to go through some, uh, you know, maybe highs and lows to get there? I don't know, but I want to see this offensive line not, a, not, you know, not against the the opposing, uh, uh, you know, Vikings players. They go up every week. I want to see them in the preseason, and we may not even really know until week one when you see them all lining up. Uh, 
against the New Orleans Saints. So offensive line needs to be improved. They don't need to be Hall of Fame guys. They just need to be middle of the pack. Because last year, uh, I don't know how Sam Bradford's still alive. Last year, they were atrocious. And it's because injuries really played a big factor. And likewise, I'm going to be watching the offense. I want to see how Bradford works in concert with Pat Shermer, with his new running back, with his wide receiving core, including Laquan Treadwell, how he's protected by that offensive line. But how about something a little more low-key? I'm going to be watching the special teams battles. Punter competition, kicker competition, I think is going to get heated. And I think that the two young guys, Taylor Simic and Marshall Kane, could come in here and upset Ryan Quigley and Kai Forbath. Again, no more Jeff Locke, yep, no gone. more Blair Walsh, gone. no more Gary Anderson, gone. no more Ryan Longwell. Gone. All gone. They're all gone. It's going to be Marshall Kane with the strong leg. That's my bold prediction to win the kicker job. Over Kai Forbath. Over Kai Forbath. That's a gutsy call because he was perfect on field goal attempts last year. He was, but he struggled with extra points. And he's got that weak kickoff leg. Marshall Kane, yep. accurate from distance. He can get touchbacks whenever he wants. I think the team's going to go with the high upside young guy from Iowa. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you're just looking for consistency. You know, you can have one good day, but if you have two bad days to follow it up, it really doesn't matter. So who's going to be more consistent? You're right. It's basically they have both for the punter and kicker. they got the veteran, uh, and then they got the young kid battling them with a little bit more upside, a little stronger leg in both spots, the punter and kicker. So that's going to be interesting. And of course, again, for the Vikings that play a lot of ball control, a lot of good defense, uh, field position is huge. So this is going to play a huge ripple effect in the whole season, who they end up picking here to the, uh, excuse me, through camp. Shout out to everybody here at Bonfire for letting us talk your ear off for the last hour. Again, my name's Sam Ekstrom, Luke Inman, the co-host. We got a few items Still up here. prizes up here, Sam. If you want to come ask a question here, we could give away a prize, ask a Vikings-related Question. Free appetizer, bottle opener, boozies. Again, it's Locked On Vikings. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Audio Boom. You can follow me on Twitter. If you uh, tweet much, at Sam Extra, you can get the links there. We'll also have a lot of training camp coverage originating at those Twitter accounts, at Luke underscore Spinman, if you want to follow this guy. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Big thanks to Bonfire for hosting. Big thanks awesome. to Jeff Barber for having us. Awesome. Thanks so much for the prizes as well. Congrats to all the winners. Enjoy Vikings training camp, the 52nd and final Vikings training camp in Mankato. Get out there and cheer on the Vikings. We'll be there as well. Come say hi. Thanks for listening to us. Take it easy, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.